Welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Where everything is 99% nerd and 1% everything else. Happy Monday and welcome back to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Welcome back. I'm Destiny. I'm Dakota. And we appreciate you starting out your week with us here. I know, what a great Monday morning. <laughs> well, to be fair, we're recording this on a Thursday. I know, it's great for us because it's Thursday afternoon. But... Is it great? We're kind of like tired from work this week. I'm fine. I feel like I've accomplished a good deal of things today. I, I'm going to disagree. I think at work, let me just like talk about work for a moment. So, as I've said previously, I'm an optometric tech for an eye doctor. I just get patients ready to see the eye doctor. I hide out in my cave all day. I don't always get a lot of chances to come out and be on the floor, but sometimes I do. Well, as part of my job, as part of everyone's job there, is to kind of do every job at some point, but mainly it's answering phones, setting up appointments, different things like that when we get busy. Well, today, literally, we had someone who was trying to, like, get an appointment fixed for tomorrow, Friday the 13th, <laughs> and it kicked, like, two or three different people, like, totally off. It wouldn't let them schedule the appointment, and it was just acting crazy. Like, I've never seen our appointment system act like this, and I was just like, oh, our computers are getting ready for Friday the 13th. And if this is already happening, how is tomorrow going to be? <laughs> well, maybe tomorrow will be better. So, as far as the episode, we're going to we're going to kind of backtrack. We're going to talk a little bit about Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really get to to do much with Moon Knight because we had the finale of Moon Knight Multiverse of Madness and we did two episodes last week as it was for Multiverse of Madness. So, I think that was kind of poor planning on Marvel's part, because if they were smart, they would have done the finale of Moon Knight when they did, and then push Multiverse and Madness one more week. I think it was perfect, actually. Really? See, I felt like Multiverse and Madness overshadowed it. No, I think it was perfect, because no matter what, like, because immediately people are thinking, hey, if the finale is the night before the premiere, I wonder if there's something to do with it. I wonder if they're linked. And they're not. Well, they're not. But if it was, how big would that have made it? You would literally rolled right from that show into the movie. So So we're going to split this episode half and half. First half is going to be about Moon Knight, which is no surprise I'm not excited about. Moon Knight was not my jam. I'm mostly here to just support Dakota. And then the second half, we're going to talk about Kenobi, which I'm actually... Really excited about now. I'm glad you're getting excited. So yeah, if you don't really care about the Moon Knight stuff, jump ahead to about the about 20 minute mark, 25 minute mark. We should be wrapping it up around then. We are we're we're just going to kind of give our conclusions of it, what we think about Moon Knight, and where do we think it's going to lead from there, and then we're going to roll into Kenobi. As far as Kenobi, we're going to be fairly light, and we just mainly get prepared what we think you need to do to get prepared for Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're going to go deep in it next week. Okay. Let's talk Moon Knight. Dakota, 
if you just right now before talking about it, if you had to rate it one out of ten, what would be your initial thought for the whole series? Oh, see, that's hard. Uh, I mean, just as an overall, yeah, that's difficult because overall, I'm gonna put it at probably a six and a half to seven. Oh, that's interesting because I was gonna give it a six too. So now. If I could break it apart, cinematography alone on Moon Knight would have put it at eleven. <laughs> it was it was beautiful, and they put so much emphasis and meaning behind their shots to make them reflect what's going on, and it just very very beautiful. Uh, like that, that's a. It was just amazing. I love the scenery. I love the shots, but. I guess it comes down to me for the story is what got it for me. And not that the story was bad. I think. We were a little bummed about the end credit scene. It was something we we felt like. Like we are about all the Marvel stuff now. I saw this really good TikTok. And I think he sent it to me. I think it did. Where it's this guy talking about like end credit scenes back when. All of this started with the MCU, and it's like, here's what's going on next. Look what's going on next. And now it's like, what was it? What did it say? It, oh, I don't even remember. I just it's know just like, it was like, here's some more of the movie. Yeah, yeah, here's some more of the movie. When used to, the end credit scenes were like, here's what's coming next, and you need to be ready. Yes. And, oh, that, so yeah, that's... I, we I, had that's, a feeling it would happen. Yeah, and I don't... Under, and, which... Some of my gripes about this actually parallel with Multiverse of Madness with some of the gripes that I had mm-hmm. about it. So, <clears throat> so I guess let's let's get into it. So, as far as the finale, what do you think about the finale? What do you think it's going to do connecting to future franchises? Because as of right now, it is not attached to the MCU. I've I've thought a lot about this. And I think it's possible that it's not going to connect to the MCU specifically, what we've been watching. I think this might be in a different universe. And I kind of wonder if it's going to connect with the shows like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, what's the other one, Iron Fist or whatever. Granted, I haven't watched them. But I just wonder if they're kind of off on their own in a different universe because okay everything since endgame has touched on the blip and i think you said that they don't talk about the blip at all here well so i later found out yeah they don't talk about it but there is actually signage and stuff in the background that refers to stuff that came from the blip some of the programs and like assist programs that show up in spider-man so I'm just not buying it. But here's the thing. It can still happen in another universe for the fact of we weren't the only universe that had the blip. As we saw in Multiverse of Madness, everybody kind of got their own version of the blip. And some of them didn't even have the blip because Thanos never made it to Earth. I just think that it was very obvious that I guess the way that they decided to handle the blip was in backgrounds where it in the first 10 minutes of multiverse of madness a guy came up and started talking to dr strange about it i think that was intentional 
so I don't think it's in our universe. And they definitely set it up for a second season, and I just don't know if I can do a second season. I would do a second season of it because it's a... mm, Because a second season of this show, I I think it would get like the Mando treatment at that point. And the reason why I say this is because me, like a lot of other people, didn't care much for the first season of Mandalorian. I personally wasn't somebody that was on the bandwagon for uh, Grogu, or what we later found out is Grogu, Baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him. I wasn't on the bandwagon for him, but I think that's what drove the first season of that show. The second season of the show is the one that I fall in love with. And I think that's the, what's going to happen with Moon Knight. I think now that we have we have characters established. Mm-hmm. Um, because... I think in the second season, they're going to have to spend a lot more time on backstories and character development. Because they threw a whole new cast of characters at us. And at the end of the day, what do we really know about them? We know the most about Mark slash Steven, but still... We don't know a lot. We don't know a lot about his wife. We don't... I mean, there's... It was a lot of story and not a lot of building, which made it hard to get invested for me. Well, So, of course, leading into the second season, Mark Spector and Steven would not be directly connected to Conchu. Mark... Or uh, Jake Lockley would. So then... But then you have their wife that is now is a avatar also mm-hmm. does she continue to keep the avatar we saw we see her answer the little girl's question with saying that yes she is a superhero or she's the she's the egyptian superhero mm-hmm. so we there's a lot that they can answer in it i think i need i need more big bad i need more danger from the bad guy you know i told you the third or fourth episode I felt like it was very over dramatic and just very staged. Well and don't get me wrong, I love I love a lot of the Marvel movies. I love a lot of the Star Wars shows and movies and stuff like just everything that's coming out right now is very nice. But I've noticed a trend since especially Boba Fett with how some of the shows are addressed and they like to I'm trying to find the best words for it without upsetting people but they like to hold back as long as they can you know take for instance a six episode series in Boba Fett's case it was seven they um, they hold back as long as they can on having anything big happen and then all of a sudden in the last episode, they've got to get all this stuff done, and it makes it feel... If it doesn't make it feel rushed, then it makes it feel, like, unsatisfying. WandaVision. Yeah. I love that show, but the first big thing that happens is the Halloween episode, and it's really not that much. It's, like, right at the end, you get a little bit, and you don't really get a lot until the last episode, and it's like, oh, my goodness, so much happened in the last, you know... I think actual like screen time of the episode not including credits is like thirty nine minutes. Yeah, well, and then you you know you've heard my my complaints with the Boba Fett stuff is <laughs> it was a the Boba Fett show was a great show 
it just wasn't a great show about Boba Fett. No. He didn't do any of the things that people wanted him to do. And then we lost two episodes of that show to The Mandalorian, which I, I wish I knew the reasoning behind it. I'm sure we'll find out in Mando Season 3. There's a lot of questions behind it. But I also see that kind of transitioning over to this. We We didn't lose episodes in this one to another series, but we lost... When he was in the, like, dream state, and, like, the, not the dream state, but the afterlife. Yeah. We lost, like, two episodes to that. Yeah. It, when it was essentially, you know, pun intended, soul searching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and and it was all that just to set up the hippo. I can't remember her name. I can't right. either. She's, like, the god of fertility yeah. or something. It was solely just to set up her. And and set up that I think I called on that it was also trying to set up that there was another personality that hadn't been revealed yet. I just it, like it. It felt too low stakes. We didn't see Moon Knight, the the actual suit up of Moon Knight, get to be a brutal monster like he's capable of until the last episode, and it was really only for about a five minute scene. And then even with that, the apparently the best part of it we didn't even get to see because he blacked out because of the Jake Lockley character kicked in at that point. Do you think in season two they're gonna give us a recap of what happened with Jake Lockley? I'm sure. I think they'll. I think they'll pull like an Agatha kind of thing where they backtrack like mm-hmm. in a in a like a ten minute segment and backtrack to all the things that he has seen. It was Jake all along. <laughs> I may cut that. That was really bad. I, I, oh, that was bad. Well, we're not promising to be professional <laughs> singers here. But, oh, just, I, I like the show. It didn't hit like I, I thought it would for me because how it I had no context at all to Moon Knight coming into this. Mm-hmm. Everything that I have figured out on this was watching the show. The only context I had prior to this was somebody saying it he Moon Knight is essentially the Batman of the Marvel universe. And I and I instantly went, This is fixing to be awesome then because Batman is my favorite D C character along with, you know, half of America. You know, it so <clears throat> I agree, and I think the first episode was really good. It really got you excited for the series, and then it just kind of went downhill from there, in my opinion. So, I'm going to say something in regards to Moon Knight real quick that's going to be spoilers for Multiverse of Madness. So, what I needed to happen in in Moon Knight is essentially how Wanda was. Yeah. When she when she dream walked. That's the that's what I needed from Moon Knight. And not that I needed it to be a horror movie, but this movie was or this show was very dark in times and I don't think it would have been an out of place at all for them to do stuff like this. It was a really tough show for me personally to watch because I have to be really careful with thrillery things. Because I have to be careful with thrillery things because sometimes stuff like that makes my heart hurt. But, you know, so I'm just one of those people, I have to be careful. And it was a tough show for me to watch. Like, 
Multiverse of Madness was tough for me to watch. And it was easier the second time I saw it, but still it was... It's hard to explain, unless you're just one of those people like me that just struggles with, like, the action and everything, and kind of, not, like, jump scary. It's not jump scary stuff for me that gets me. It is, like, intense battles and, like, things I can feel in my body, and I feel like Moon Knight, I could feel the whole episode of my body, and it was just so much. Yeah. Another thing for no reason. Yeah, and then like the Conchu walking through the the uh, storage unit. Oh my gosh, that got me. I can't handle that kind of stuff. That was more creepy than anything because you hadn't prior to that you hadn't seen Conchu yet, if I remember properly. No, I don't think you have. So you just have this massive beaked, you know, human walking person coming down this hallway that's dark. And all this stuff happening, so it yeah, that's I can see that it's creepy. That's I thought it I thought it was much, but that I guess that's what made me think like, oh my gosh, if if they're not saying this is a horror movie, but they're saying multiverse of madness is, I like I'm fixing to be blown away. But then it's like it the closer we got to multiverse of madness, the the less creepy it got. It, mm-hmm. it mellowed out, and then it, but along with that the story kind of mellowed out i just feel like i was confused a lot of the time it was hard for me to keep track of who was who i still don't know the one guy's name the one guy that was like the bad guy i don't know his name hero or something like that i i don't know anything about him other than him and mark are like enemies and he has a complex about this little gold thing that I can't think of what it's called at the moment. So... And so, I mean... Well, so he was... He was trying to release the alligator at the end. I'm horrible with... I still don't know what that was all about. So, well, it's the same concept as Khonshu and stuff. He wanted to be the alligator's avatar. and And the alligator and Khonshu, they overall stand for the same thing. But Conchu believes in essentially like karma. He, if you do bad things, then he will come and get you. Where the alligator girl or God wants to essentially read your scales beforehand. And even though you may be a 16 year old kid, and the bad thing you do is when you're in your 60s, she wants to take you then. Instead of allowing that to happen, and then that's creepy. Yeah, I didn't pick any of that up watching. I just feel like for someone like me, and I consider myself a pretty big Marvel fan at this point. This show like just lost me. It didn't feel a whole lot like Marvel, but it. I think that's not my complaint. It was just hard for me to keep up with. Well, I hope more comes from it. I I hope the second season does better. I can say. I'll put it like this. Even though I have my complaints with Boba Fett, I've rewatched every episode of Boba Fett at least twice. And to Easter egg hunt, look for stuff, look for details. And this show, I don't really have a desire to rewatch right no, now. Not at now, all. Now, that may change, but at the moment, uh, there's nothing that's telling me that I've got to go rewatch it. I, I want to. I, I 
because I did enjoy it. I've loved a lot of aspects of it. I think I will revisit it once things lighten up for us a little bit between the podcast and work and everything to where I can go and essentially get more answers. So, so is there any... I want to hear your rating on it overall. I... Before we started talking about it, I was at a six. Now that we've sat here and talked about it and I've really had a chance to think about my grievances with the show, I want to give it a good four. Really? Yeah, it, it's... It's definitely, in my opinion, it's not a WandaVision or Loki. No, now, now, and I wasn't shows, expecting it to be. Yeah, but. those shows definitely had their problems. I just... I think there, there's... Like I said earlier, there was things that happened in this show that wasn't story-based, that wasn't... There that didn't have anything to do with the actors, the story, or anything. It was how the show ran. I and, agree, and I expected more. I I'm expecting at the I understand how I see these series is they are really long movies. They are you know in Moon Knight's case, this was a five hour long movie that had been chopped up in little pieces for us to take in week by week. I want it to feel like that at the end. I want it to feel like that I watched a movie. You know, I don't want it to feel like that I watched a soap opera or a mm-hmm. sitcom or something that at the end of the episode, nothing really matters. Because if I wanted to watch something like that, then I could watch Rick and Morty or, you know. <laughs> it, it, I mean, but it's true. No, it, it is. Because, and I don't want... I, I, I'm tired of the shows that wait till the last episode to try to grab my attention for another season. I'm, that's not what I'm in it for. I, I Frankly, I could care less about fan service. You know, I once we get deeper into the Star Wars stuff, you're going to get to hear my opinion on fan service and what I think should happen to the series going forward between the movies and even in the TV series. But as far as Marvel... I, you know, there's so much between this past phase and then the building for this next phase that can be introduced. And I understand that we can't, they're not wasting time in putting a whole movie with all these characters, these new characters to build them in to the world like they did with Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, you know, all the, all of the phase one and phase two heroes they we're getting them in series and we're getting them in other of the Avengers movies that have already been established. But I just feel like they can, there's a way to deliver it better than they are. And I am going to compare Moon Knight to Hawkeye. I did not hate Hawkeye. I watched it through like any good Marvel fan would. And do I feel like I gained a whole lot from the series? No. It was... I I think that they are just trying to make up for the lack of content that they were able to put out because of COVID. And now they're just bombarding us with content. Like, let the build-up happen a yeah. little bit. But, but here's the thing. I am... I guess this is a good thing. Because this is something that we all hope to happen. At the end of the day, Marvel's releasing content that's for everybody. Not mm-hmm. necessarily it you know, Moon Knight's not for everybody. 
but it's for a group of people. Miss Marvel that's fixing to come out isn't going to be for everybody. It hasn't piqued my interest yet, but it's going to be for people that, it, from how it's been put to me, it's going to be more of a children's show. I guess that's bad to put it. It's going to be like a coming-of-age show. So it's not going to have the beats like we're used to. So, but then we just came out off of Multiverse of Madness, which was something like we talked about that was for us, the people that started out, mm-hmm. you know, as kids with Iron Man and now are adults, you know. So I think Marvel's at the point now where they can deliver something for everybody that all revolves back to the to the end story. You know, Kevin Feige's got a plan. He always has a plan. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see how Moon Knight ties in to the future of the MCU. I'm excited to see what his next season is. I hope his next season redeems him as a character because in my my opinion, Oscar Isaac did he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, this, this. is nothing against him. I think he did yeah. great. He I I I didn't know he was that good of an actor. I didn't either. And because there's another franchise that I don't think used his abilities to the best. <clears throat> Star Wars. Well, I'm I'm not even going to say it to that point, but yeah, I after seeing this, like I'm a little disappointed that they didn't utilize him more because he obviously has the talent. I think this is a good point to segue into Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. We're already talking about Star Wars. We're already talking about Star Wars. Okay. So, we are coming into Kenobi. May 27th, we get two episodes dropped. From what I've heard, we're supposed to be getting, they're going to be about 42 to 48 minute long episodes each. We get two episodes. And Dakota wants to make it clear that Apparently, the finale has been spoiled. Neither yes. of us knows what it is. We aren't talking about it. We don't want to know about it. When it comes to that kind of stuff, we really try to keep ourselves spoiler-free. Yes. I, Kenobi is a big character for me. This He's one of the characters I grew up with in the Star Wars fandom. I This show means more to me than a lot of the other content that's coming out right now from, from a lot of different platforms. And I'm super excited for it, and I don't want it be I don't want it to be ruined for me because I I've been waiting for this for a long time, and it this is this is huge. So I don't if you comment if you comment on our stuff, we'll pull the post down where it's we'll we'll pull them down if there's leaks on our comments. We just can't have that. No. I we, don't, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody else. I don't want it to be ruined for There are plenty of other accounts out there. If you want to talk about it, get on Reddit. Reddit loves to talk crap about things and spoil exactly. things. And I can shout out another podcast that has already done an in-depth breakdown on this. And it's, it's Den of Nerds with Josh. He's, Every time you say that, I'm thinking you say denim instead of den of. <laughs> no, den, denim nerds. Den, jean nerds. Den of nerds. He, <laughs> he did Let me a, get my jean nerds He on. did do a breakdown on this, and I don't think he's speaking about it any further. You can go listen to his opinions on it. But I, And I'm sorry. I've cleared my throat like a hundred times. Allergies are just getting me this week. It's okay. 
I, but going into Kenobi. Okay, let's. So we have two trailers now. Well, before we talk about that, I want to talk about Kenobi. Okay. Because I think it's pretty clear that, like, you're the big Star Wars-y one in this relationship. Most of my life, I thought the only Star Wars content that (laughs) there was was episodes four, five, and six. That's all we ever watched in my household. And then I got older, and I really still didn't know that the prequels existed. And then I went to see the sequels. So, I have been getting myself ready for Kenobi this week. I watched Clone Wars. I found a list that told me everything I needed to watch in the Clone Wars about Kenobi. And then I went ahead and just watched most of Season 7, too. So, I am feeling ultra prepared for this half of the podcast. I will get to speak a lot more than I did about Moon Knight. So, so you're going to you're gonna get a lot of... I ask a lot of questions. You've already asked me a bunch of questions. I did. I was like texting him a lot today. I I was trying to understand things. It's a lot. There, there. You got to think there is generations and generations and generations of of just story here. Just that's canon so far. We have you know a whole expanded universe of legends that hasn't. Yeah, it's not canon anymore, but they are still actively pulling some things from Legends. So, like, it helps to know that kind of stuff. I think you should explain for people who might not know, who is Obi-Wan Kenobi? So, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he is the Padawan of Qui-Gon Jinn. He, Qui-Gon Jinn, Pressed his soul. So, such a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, he passed... In episode one, mm-hmm. uh, at that point, Kenobi ended up. He was granted the rank of master because he was the first one to kill a Sith in several years, uh, which was Maul. With that, he took on Anakin as his Padawan. Then we get into the Clone Wars. There's a bunch of arcs there that it would be easier for you to ask questions of. Then, you know, the whole time. It's Master and Padawan. Then, of course... Did you mention that he was Anakin's? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was Anakin's master. Just making Um, sure. And Anakin is Darth Vader, for those who don't know. That was his name before he came bad. I guess the biggest role that Kenobi plays... Well, there's there's a lot of roles Kenobi plays, but the biggest role Kenobi probably plays is the fact that the reason Darth Vader is in his suit is because of Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, Kenobi, you know, brutally takes away some limbs for him um, and then leaves them to burn. <laughs> leaves them on the grill for a little bit too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so bad. So, we know who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. I think it's also important to talk about what happens to him in episode four. Yeah, so, so of course, episode four, he, 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 st- I, that's kind of difficult because everybody should know at this point, but, you know, short story of it without just explaining the whole entire Darth Vader maybe. kills him. Well, he doesn't kill him. Uh, I think I'd like to look at it as Obi-Wan, 
uh, transcends his life force into the force. You really think that? Yeah. I just always took He's it as he ghost. killed him. He's a force ghost. And he makes the comment that he, uh, if you strike me down now, I'll become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Or then why either. didn't we ever see him again? We did see him as a force ghost. Yeah, but like, did we really see him again? Because he's still a ghost. He, I mean, yes, he So died. he was a ghost in episode he, four. He, no, he was... He was alive in episode four. He gets struck down, but he transcends his life force. Okay, I see what you're saying. Coming see, from the one who watched the movies. Air, quote, air quotes. I did watch <laughs> the movies. It doesn't go that in-depth in episode four. Well... So, I guess the best way to go about this is letting you ask some questions about it. Because next week we can do a really big breakdown on what we need to watch and go from there. So, what's some questions you have? My biggest question is... Well, not my biggest question. My first question is the timeline on this. I know that it's between episodes three and four. So, where does it fall in regards to... It's timeline with Boba Fett and with the Mandalorian. Okay, so... And and the Bad Batch. So, in episode three, you have... And Rebels. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, you have episode three. Of course, Clone Wars overlaps the end of episode two to overlaps the ending of episode three because we season seven... We hear in the last few episodes the ending of episode three. So, from the, from going from the end of episode three, it is a 26-year gap until New Hope. Mm-hmm. You have... This is going to take place about five years after that. The Bad Batch actually takes place right off the tail end. You know, I knew that. Because I watched Bad Batch with you. Yeah. It it overlaps Clone Wars. Yeah. Because the first few episodes, it takes place during Order 66. It, it talks about yeah. the aftermath. Then we go into... Rebels, I think, is seven or eight years past... Um, past Revenge of the Sith. And I may be, I may be off on that. You're looking at me like I'm supposed to well, answer no, I'm that. Trying, and I'm, I'm like, trying I to don't remember. know. I, it's either seven or eight years... After that, or it's seven or eight years after Kenobi. It, it's something like that. It, it'll be around, just gauge about ten years after the fact for Rebels. I think that's somewhat accurate. And then, of course, we have Rogue One and then Episode Four. You didn't um, talk about Mandalorian. Neither one of them would take place in this time. So, oh, that's right. They take place after Episode Six. I don't know. Episode, yeah, Six. Yeah. They take place there. They essentially take place in like this kind of time frame, but after episode six, between six and the sequels, they're take they're tying the place, the all the, they're tying all the stuff together leading up to the sequels. I guess my biggest question I have is why is Star Wars choosing to do? this series now what makes it important especially after you clarify in the timelines why is this now important so essentially you know this is the this is the longest span of time that we don't have clarity okay all everything that happened in this time frame that we did have clarity on is now considered legends 
So with the new Disney canon, they have to reestablish what actually happened in this. Because if you go off of Legends, technically Kenobi never left Tatooine. He always stayed and protected Luke. But as we see in the trailers of the show, he's obviously going to leave Tatooine. So that's already it's already rewriting Legends, which is fine. I would hope that this man didn't sit on this planet for twenty six <laughs> years. Dirt, dirt, sand, I hate and sand. rocks, <laughs> and two suns. I mean, we we can't here in Alabama. We don't even like the one sun that we have. <laughs> so, uh, so then you go. So yeah, it's the longest span with nothing that we don't really know much about. But, of course, we're getting this, we're getting Andor. We're fixing to get a lot of info on this this era. So, I'm excited about that. How long do you think they're going to jump time in this? I really hope not. I hope they stay around the five-year mark. Because, because as we know, Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Vader. Mm-hmm. Which, they've already... If you've seen pictures of Hayden Christensen here lately, he's really bulked up since then and he keeps saying that it's the only way he could fit in the suit so we know from that it's not just going to be somebody in the suit walking around talking because it's obviously they don't need him for that you know they they're going to have they're going to have the original voice actor for them they're going to you know all that they're so there's (laughs) i'm blanking right now but they uh they're going to have him at one point show his face, yeah. I think, obviously. Because other than that, why would they really need him to reprise the role of Vader? So I'm excited for that. Then you have, we're going to get to see the Inquisitors in live action for the first time. Okay, tell me who the Inquisitors are because I hear you talk about them and I'm like, honestly, I have no idea who they are. Okay, so the Inquisitors were originally unveiled in Rebels. Um, and then we had Jedi Fallen Order that kind of elaborated a little bit more on them. You have, of course, the Grand Inquisitor, but I guess the best way to put it is pretty much all the Inquisitors are fallen Jedi. Or fall or force sensitive people that have fallen, but for the most part, they're all fallen Jedi, including the Grand Inquisitor, which I pointed out to you the other day. That was actually at Ahsoka's trial. He used to be a uh, knight. So then you have there's a bunch there's a bunch with the Inquisitors. The best way to sum up the Inquisitor is Vader hates them and actively tortures them. Mm-hmm. So. There, there's some one of the, and I think it's actually the fifth brother that we're gonna see in the series. And by the way, I don't know why they're called fifth. You know, they're numbered brother and the numbered sister. I think I think it's another way that Vader used to degrade them and make them feel less value, uh, because Vader. I think it's the fifth brother that Vader comes in and cuts his arm off as a as like a disciplinary wow. action like he would actively duel them and purposely like dismember limbs and stuff on them just mm-hmm. that's how much he hated them because he was afraid that if one of them defeated him that palpatine would use them to replace him which at the end of the day that kind of was the goal behind it palpatine never stopped looking as a looking for another replacement for vader because because Vader was in the suit, he was never going to be as powerful as he was supposed to be. 
So, when I was watching Clone Wars earlier, and I was finishing up Season 7, I was asking a bunch of questions about the name Darth in front of names, and the Sith, and how many are there, and you were talking about a rule of two, and then I was asking, do you have to be a Sith to get the name Darth in front of your name? Where did the name Vader come from? I just have lots of questions. So, the name Vader, uh, it just came from Palpatine. Okay, he just made it up. Palpatine named him. Uh, There may be something more to why he named him that, but as far as if you just watch the movies... It's just because Palpatine pulled it out of thin air, which okay. was in you know the greatest line ever that's ever been spoken in Star Wars. If you just have to watch that scene to feel like the, just hear his change in voice when he says it. Oh, it's just great. But the the term Darth, I want to say it for a long time it was not used, and going in legends. Um, I think Plagueis originally kind of brought it back. There, there was a great war with a bunch of Sis and a bunch of them died, and then the rule of two was born, or reborn, I guess you could say, because it was originally something that was in place. But essentially, the main point of the Sith is they're all greedy. They're all greedy for power. The dark side tempts them to power. So their solution for this was for everybody to stop killing each other essentially led down to two you have a master and apprentice and you you receive the rule of two at that point well then you you have palpatine and plagueis plagueis you hear palpatine refer to plagueis a couple times in the prequels but at the end of the day palpatine murders plagueis and takes his place as master and then gets his own apprentice, eventually leading to Maul. So, after Vader died, who was his apprentice? After Vader died? Yeah. Well, technically, well, what we thought at that point in time, Palpatine was dead also. Yeah, but clearly he wasn't. So, when Kylo Ren came in the picture, was he like his apprentice that he was poaching or trying to? So, it, this is where he gets a little muddy. So technically, Palpatine died in that when he fell off, but mm-hmm. he had clones set up. So essentially, his it's almost like his consciousness got uploaded to another clone, like Harry Potter. <laughs> he had Horcruxes. It's it's sort of like that, yeah. I mean that that would be a very good description. <laughs> that I was thinking about the recovery system in Rick and Morty originally. Yeah, that but, too. But so, but this clone was incomplete it it wasn't it couldn't harness him or his power accurately it, which this is this is what leads into why we think they need grogu and mandalorian because they needed his mandalorian count or nice no, his metachlorian count to create a force sensitive clone so then you have Anyway, you from all the bad batches of you know, bad batch. You have from all the bad batches of clones, is how Snoke is born. Snoke was, I think, a defective clone yeah, of I've Palpatine, heard that before. but that Palpatine allowed to live. So Palpatine puppeteered Snoke the whole time, even though Snoke didn't know it, or we don't think he knew at least. But he puppeteered 
Snoke, and then Snoke's apprentice was Kylo. So, it, even though it's muddy there, it, the rule two was still existing. It was just between Palpatine and Kylo. Okay. Okay. So, why was Kylo not called Darth Kylo? Darth Ren? Um... Well, and why is Palpatine not Darth well, because, Palpatine? Because Kylo took the name of Ren, so he defeated the the Knights of Ren's leader and took on the name of Ren because he would that it's a it's a whole nother because his name would actually be Kylo Solo. So, why Maul was Darth Maul, right? Yes. And then Vader was Darth Vader. Yes. So why did they share the name Darth? So it's almost like a point of power, like a placement of power almost. Because you can look at, at between Maul and Vader, you have Darth Tyrannus. But that was actually Count Dooku. And he actually preferred to be called Count Dooku. He didn't care for for his So Darth name. has nothing to do like it's not like you're a Sith so now you're Darth blah 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 it is just a name you could have Yes I think I think it would almost be the I like think, a family name No I think it would be more so like a statement of power like it would be like the term of master even though they're still considered the apprentice I think because at that point, you would be more so a master of your craft, which Kylo was not at that point in time. That, see, we're, we're getting too far off because that's... I'm sorry. I'm we're, sorry. We're not we, even on we Obi-Wan We jumped almost no 50 years. <laughs> we're not even on the Obi-Wan show. Okay. Hot take. I really want to see Ahsoka in this show, but I don't know if we will because she's young. And I don't know that they could get... A young Ahsoka. I think it's possible. There's there's a couple people out there that a lot of fans are trying to you know work into existence. Certain people. So I'm not just totally off like home no, base here with that. No, I would love to see Ahsoka in this. I mean, have they're you, bringing her into everything else right now. So and I'm gosh, I know we have people listening that are fixing to go crazy because I'm sure they listen to the same stuff that I listen to, and. It is going crazy on them, and it has been forever now. There is a uh, there is a thing that people want to happen, apparently, where Luke and, Luke and Ahsoka end up together. I'm down for that. There's 13 years difference between... No, no, more than that. I think it's more than that. It, it, and how is that different from Padme and Anakin? That's nine years, ten years different? I thought there was more difference than that. Get it, girl, if that's what's going to happen. Be a cougar. (laughs) Well, so there is speculation that Ahsoka could pop up and that Ahsoka could be the one that actually, like, essentially babysits Luke while Obi-Wan goes and takes care of this Inquisitor stuff. I want to see, just that aside, I think that... There is so much unresolved between Ahsoka from the Clone Wars and Obi-Wan and Anakin. I would love to see her have some sort of resolve with Obi-Wan, especially after Order 66. I would too, because it it's never really confirmed that she knows he's out there. 
Yeah. Um, if you've read the Ahsoka book, then there's there's several times in that book that she is reaching out through the Force trying to find anybody that's Force-sensitive, just finding trying to find somebody that reached back to her. And in the book, it never states that she does, but that book actually takes place before the events of Kenobi will. Uh, it takes place, I think, three years after Revenge of the Sith, and so, because it's when she takes on the name of Fulcrum and Ashla. I just think it would be a really nice, aside from the, the Vader, Anakin, and Obi-Wan arc that we're clearly going to see in this movie, I think it would be nice to see that. I said, I called it a movie, TV show. <laughs> I think that would be nice to see. Well, I'm going to talk about somebody that I want to see in it. And the reason I'm going to talk about them is because they're actually going to be my collectible of the week also. So I'll be able to transition easily into that. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and state the reason why I think he's in it. Because I know his suit couldn't have been cheap for Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) And to only have him in like a total of five minutes of scene time just to be killed off. Which I don't think he's dead. You know, that's a whole thing in itself. I think Cad Bane's going to be in this. And I think we're going to see a young Boba also. I think, along with the Inquisitors that we're going to see, I think how Boba and Cad Bane both get tied up with the Empire originally is going to be because of this, because they are going to be tasked with hunting Kenobi down. Because we've already, we know that they're going to fight twice. Kenobi and Vader are going to at least make contact twice in this. And I think... After the first time is when Vader is like, we we got to find him. Because there's nobody that Vader hates more in the galaxy than Kenobi. Because to Vader, mm-hmm. Kenobi's the reason that he's lost his children, that he's lost his wife, that he's lost his, his body, that he's lost everything because of Kenobi. Even though there's more to it than that, but to, to Anakin, to Vader, that's the truth. So... I would still kind of like to see a resolve between Vader and Ahsoka, too. But don't we kind of get that in Rebels? You get an acknowledgement of it. Yeah. And you really need to watch that. I, I do. That's, what, that's what I'm going to watch next. That's I, on my list. I may list. make you watch that tonight just so I can watch it, too. Because my favorite quote ever comes from that episode. And you already know what it is. I am no Jedi. I am no Jedi. That's not the full quote, but you got to get the Vader part in there too. I am no Jedi. It's on our countertops for um, We'll have to post pictures of that. I made an island for her that has all of our favorite movie quotes in it. Mm -hmm. Well, all of our favorite favorite Disney-related movie quotes, except for one Harry Potter quote in there. After all this time. Yeah. Always. And um, I... Uh, stained them and everything so the quotes are actually embedded into the stain so it's super duper cool it looks very nice so but going back to Cad Bane I think we're going to see Cad Bane in this show because I think he's going to be tasked with it because there is a comment made in Book of Boba Fett and I think they could easily tie this into that Uh, as much as I don't want to think that Book of Boba Fett was literally just a stitch of a show that it was only there to stitch a bunch of things together I think it could be, uh, and I think that's it's one of the ways. It's a train station. Yeah. We've seen it happen before in Star Wars. We've seen it happen before in other shows, and 
I, I, what I need Disney to do is, I, I want this thing with Star Wars where they, they make, you know, past the originals. I, I want them to make, um, movies that aren't don't feel half baked, and then have to back it up with a bunch of TV shows. They should be able to make movies like they are these TV shows and make them amazing. You know, so I'm excited. I hope I see Cad Bane because Cad Bane's one of my favorite bad guys behind Vader. Vader's my favorite. And next week we'll get deeper into Obi-Wan because yeah. I am watching everything I need to be watching to get ready for it. Yes, and you are. I'm getting more excited the more that I watch. It, it's easy to get drawn into, especially going through the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars is such a jam-packed show to start with. And I had seen, like, half of it before, and we had actually went through and watched all the the little category Disney Plus put on there, like, mm-hmm. Ahsoka important I wish we episodes. had time to talk about just how you felt about the ending. We don't. We can talk about it next week, though. <laughs> but it is, okay, no, we do have time, because it's fresh on my mind. So, Dakota messaged me at some point, which... This makes me sound like a bad employee, but I was watching it between patients today because we got this new eye doctor. We're, like, figuring out the flow, and I'm just finding myself stalling to give her time to catch up right now. And I didn't realize that I was, like, on the tail end of season seven. Yeah. And Dakota asked me where I was at, and I was like, episode 11 or 10 or whatever and all he said was in game and I'm like I don't understand yeah I was trying to tell you that like without telling you that th- this is like the Star Wars version of what in in uh, game was for the Clone Wars at least so on my lunch I always sit in my car and do my Sudoku puzzles and <laughs> watch TV and I was watching it and of course as soon as we see where Palpatine says, execute Order 66, I realize, oh my gosh, this is the last episode. And there was so many feelings. And then I don't even know how to describe, like, the fact that the last few minutes of the show literally had no words. Yeah. It it wasn't that it was silent either, but it almost... It was full of action, but, like, it was all scenery. And... I started crying like Ahsoka and Rex brought me to tears with no words. And even on top of that, like an animated show, animated show, subtle actions, like not even these huge things. I think the thing that really got me was too, was all of the clone troopers helmets on the sticks. I'm assuming they're all ones who died in the crash. And she, you know, yeah. Well, and she yeah. took the time to, like, set him up. I assumed it was her after the comment that she made on the ship. And it was just very powerful. And then at the end, we see Vader come, whoever no, how, however long later. And Yeah, it's not specified. I've always guessed it was at least, you know, four or five years later, just by the, the how the, ham- the state that the helmets are in. And he picks up her lightsaber and turns it on. It's just... And then it's over. And even the credits, it's like... If there is music, it's really silent. But I just sat there feeling really empty, feeling really sad. Yeah. Like, 
I feel like if I would have been a fan from the beginning, I would demand more about Ahsoka. And I understand that the final season didn't come out until 2020, and it was after literally people rioted because they didn't like how the original series ended. But I can't believe that they did her this way, even their second go-around. Like, I just want to know more. Well, She's so dynamic. Well, so that's what's so fun about this. So... As we found out the other day, the Ahsoka series has started filming. Yes. They are in production. They've, you know, Hayden Christensen's going to be in that again. So, I think for that, and along with Kenobi too, I think we're fixing to get major flashback, live action flashbacks to the Clone Wars. And with Ahsoka, that's going to, I cannot wait to see that. Because I I love who they casted for the live action version of Ahsoka to start with. I I just can't wait to see what they do with it. I hope they do it great. We're going to be at a really cool place with that because they can continue the story from Rebels while also doing flashbacks to finish the story with Clone Wars or tie pieces together with Clone Wars. But also we can get flashbacks between... You know, between Kenobi and Andor and all that. I think too. we still have a lot of questions about Ahsoka and Rex's time together too, because we, we don't really know anything. And so I am really curious. So I can actually help you with that because so Rex and Ahsoka actually pretty much immediately depart after that. Uh, they uh, they leave that planet together, but Rex essentially drops Ahsoka off because we see Rex in Bad Batch not long after that, and he. Because you remember, I've told you, I kept telling you that I think we're going to see her. And we saw Rex, but we never saw her. And yeah, that's what right. we gathered from it was essentially that he he pretty much dropped her somewhere. And that's where the book picks up from, is okay. not long after that, is pretty much where he dropped her at. Interesting. Which the book, I think, came out before season seven did. So I think, I, which the book, you know. Star Wars will uncanonize a book really easy. I mean, in Star Wars, if it's is the book canon, I think currently it's canon. Um, and I interesting, which is funny because like none of the Thrawn books right now are canon. Like the ones I have and read, none of them are canon right now. But like the the Queen's Queen's books are uh, the. Uh, a bunch of the stuff's canon, but there's a lot of stuff that's not canon. I think I should read the Ahsoka book. You should. I loved it, and I try to get you to read it. I think I will. Okay, let's talk about collectibles of the week, because we've already been going on for an hour. I already spoke about mine, so it's time. No, you didn't. You just said you wanted to talk about this person. Because... It's Cad Bane. But Everybody... what is Cad Bane? What, he, what is... he is... The what is the collectible itself? You didn't say it is a black series figure of Cad Bane that we found at this really cool place in Huntsville, Alabama. It is called The Deep. Yes, it's a hole in the wall place. It's amazing. You you passing by it, you wouldn't ever see it because it's actually behind another like a in a closed down box store. It's behind it, but it is super cool. Every time we go to Huntsville now, we try to go buy it, and they spend way more money than we should. Yeah, if you if they're if you collect Black Series, and everybody knows how scarce they've been right now, they have stuff that I haven't even seen anywhere else. So I don't know what they're doing to get. Them. I've got stuff that has been on pre order for months and months now, 
and we'll go there and they will literally have it and have an abundance of them in stock. Mm-hmm. That stuff that, you know, and we, look at all, I haven't seen Cad Bane anywhere. I haven't seen Mm-mm. any of the clone troopers that I've picked up anywhere else and they, I've gotten them from there. So, but Cad Bane is really cool. I'm going to do a TikTok of him. He's really well balanced too. I, that's one of my big gripes about Black Series. Most of them are very unbalanced, but he is super balanced and you can pose him holding his hat. So, all right, let me talk about my collectible of the week. I'm going a little bit away from the Disney ears, but it is still very Disney World themed. It's only fitting. It's only fitting because I am the magical princess that never was. So, I have this sign and it's like a 3D wood sign and it says Reach out and find your happily ever after. And then in the background, it has more lyrics um, engraved. This is based off of the fireworks show, Happily Ever After, that did not get near enough time as it, it should have. It was incredible. I was fortunate enough on my program to see it on its opening night. I actually saw last night on my Snapchat, like, flashbacks, me and my friend Sarah saw the last night of wishes. So tonight would have been when I literally went to Magic Kingdom by myself, stood with a bunch of strangers, watched this show, didn't have my phone out because I like to experience stuff like this phone-free, cried the whole time, made friends with the strangers, and it was so packed. I had worked all day, and then it was so packed. But I got this sign at one of those really cool Instagram stores that only opens like once a week and you have to be super fast to get it. And it's way too expensive. I paid way too much money. But I love it and I still haven't hung it up because I still haven't found a place for it. Our walls are really full. We should do... uh a round picture one day of our collection room so everybody can understand why we don't have space to hang up everything. Yep. I'm, I'm going to find somewhere to put this. I just haven't decided yet. Well, I think it's time for us to close this out. Yes, so, it's almost 9 o'clock. It's my bedtime. Yeah. So if there's anything that anybody is particularly wanting us to talk about next week for the Kenobi stuff, um, I personally would be completely fine with going deeper into the lore there's so much that you can do to get ready for this i mean it's i guys i can't wait i mean it's fixing to be so busy we're gonna try our best to do our podcast on the night that it premieres so that way we can cover the two episodes and then we leave for disney and then we will not be able to cover the other one until after we get back so it's going to be super super crazy for us but we are going to try to bring it to everybody because i know i'm going to want to talk about it and i hope you are too all right guys have a good week we'll see you next monday bye bye